This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Della Borovic as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band has taken over Van Houten Manor. Eli nailed the landing on a broken pad. Morgan played the role of a stylish rogue trader. Atticus threatened a local clerk in his new persona, and Valentine hired a local to grease the political wheels. Can they draw the attention of the Duke and make Atticus a celebrity? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From a ledger at the Banking Guild of Greybridge. Holy shit, the Van Houtens are back? Well, guess I owe the head accountant five bucks. (laughs) The estate is not a great estate right now, but it is an estate house. So even in this rundown shitty form, this is still more room than you've seen for like a small group of people to live in your lives. I feel like even Valentine, where like... When you were training, you wouldn't have seen like individual domiciles really would have probably been not unless they were like you're running the skull of progenium. You have an apartment like it's yeah, it's still yeah. all built into the same thing. Serving with an inquisitor, he'd meet important people and see like the big rooms and shit, but he would not be living there. I we'll also just think it's it would probably be odd to see this much space wasted on one family basically anywhere because for most planets like. Yeah, he's seen paintings of farms. He doesn't know what the fuck they are. Yeah, I mean, my ship was 1.5 kilometers long, so... Yeah, but in box-wise, <laughs> you didn't have more than six feet wide anywhere. It was just one big empty box. Yeah. yeah. Just a balloon course. shaped like a ship. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's just a runway. They have to they have to fold up the balloon with one really big clown. And that's how the ship leaves the Navy Yard. Yeah. It's the true form of the emperor. Um, so... Um, you you have free run of this place. Um, again, like uh, your uh, newly hired uh, clerk, Hugh Smiggleton, is in the midst of um, 
getting the uh, the mechanics back up and running and uh, getting you in touch with the banking guild to pay off the uh, the, the Van Houten family debts. Um, but in the meantime, you can explore uh, the the mansion if you if you see fit. Get a lay of the land. Um, basically, the way this is going to work is, Ryan, you mentioned that you've got a bunch of lines of credit from Billingberg, which makes sense. Um, the Hugh will return with like a list of of kind of the the events of the celestial season, but there are things that are expected of you that are basically table stakes. So the catch with this is because it's like a high society with like a lot of different systems and everything else. There's like a very specific way that you can ingratiate yourselves um, that he will bring. But given mm-hmm. that he's a social climber, he's like the right guy to, to guide you on that. Um, obviously, he's bringing information about the, the various families. But in the meantime, you do have this, this space. So I was curious if there's anything you want to do without Hugh before we get into the business of like, do you go shop for yourselves? Do you send someone to shop? What does all that that look like? Yep. Um, Valentine is all over this fucking property. He wants to bug this whole goddamn house. He wants to set up, like, if they've got perimeter defenses or cameras he can hook up, that's the whole thing there. Like, it's it's really get the lay of the land, have it mapped out, have everybody have the map with them, like, scan through to make sure it's not bugged already, rebug it himself. Like, he just wants to make this a, oh, if we bring someone in, we'll collect information from them wherever they are. And if somebody's trying to sneak in through the woods or we have a hostile actor coming in, there's a way to kind of track that. And then just get the fucking pad so that we could make a quick exit if we need to. Because you don't want to have your exit bogged down in our terrible garden. Hmm. That works really well with Eli's instinct, which would be to prepare the house against boarding actions. (laughs) (laughs) And Morgan would definitely help with that of, oh, yeah, we're going to map this place out, see it top to the bottom and find all the hidden spots or see what's going on. That Morgan would be all over that. Just dives into a vent. (laughs) (laughs) There's no vents, just starts installing a vent. Um, Okay, cool. Um, And Atticus, I assume... Well, sort of similar to what Ryan was saying about Valentine's experience with large spaces and stuff like that, like Valentine, uh, or sorry, Atticus would not be comfortable being alone in a big cavernous mansion. So I think he would just assign himself to helping somehow, uh, whether it's out of the way so that he can like perform physical labor to help out, like cleaning the place up or fixing the place up. Or if he has to put on a facade pretending to instruct someone like um, Hugh Smiggleton, uh, Robite. Oh, yes, uh, yes, of course. Uh, uh, pretending to instruct him on on what he wants done with the property and like accompanying him around the grounds. Um, I think I'll go with that. I think he'll, okay. he'll I like that. That makes attempt sense. to stay in character, but mainly just he <laughs> just wants a buddy. <laughs> he can't. It's so weird to be in such a big empty space. Um, all right, so before we get into roles for um, Skullduggery and Streetwise and that sort of thing to to figure out what, what's going on here, uh, it's been a while since just Atticus and and Valentine have had like a moment. So uh, what are you guys discussing as you walk the grounds? Sir, there's a degree of, shall we say, improvisation to this mission that I'm not entirely comfortable with. Yes, I can understand your reticence. At the same time, you did very well with Hugh the first time you met him. That was uh, something I'd been practicing for quite some time, sir. If I'm being honest, it was rather rehearsed on my part. It was well done, though. Well, thank you, sir. But what other improvisations seem to concern you? Well, it's one thing to talk down to a servant, you know. You get enough of that in the service, rank and all that. 
talking to these people. <laughs> Atticus can like they're not people. <laughs> they're not they're not living in service to the emperor. Like what are they? Um I don't I don't know this class of people, sir. Yes, I would say the trick will be for you to merge your own discomfort with the discomfort of your persona. Van Houten wasn't raised among these people either. Right. He was a warrior. He was a fighter like yourself. He came back to reclaim a birthright, which we are not reclaiming, but you are certainly claiming, and he knew that the world would be against him doing so. What you have are a few capable hands you can trust, uh, someone capable of tremendous moral flexibility and without, shall we say, the curse of ethics in Morgan, who is, as Captain Rawls Vaughn, someone you can rely on in these circumstances, and you have a tremendous amount of money, which tends to carry you a long way in high society. You're free to make mistakes, as Van Houten would, you're just not free to fail and have all of society despise you. But, worst case scenario, we find someone to make them a bigger villain than you. It's possible, even if it goes very badly. Freedom to make mistakes is a, frankly, foreign concept to me, sir. Oh, good, because I'd prefer you didn't make any. But if you have to, it's acceptable, is what I'm saying. Right. All you need to do is take your disadvantages and figure out how to make them into your strengths. Is that what these people do? Oh, yes, they all have tremendous weaknesses. Moral, intellectual, physical. Oh, it's a list. All right. Right, well, hopefully they're all in the physical weakness section then. Statistically, that does seem likely. Compared to you, almost anyone is. Well, I'm feeling a little better already. Exactly. How many of them will have a power fist on their arm? I, I don't know, sir. That is this... I'm going to tell you, it's, statistically, it will be a shockingly no number. If we were to round it off, it would definitely be zero. All right. How many of them have fought an entire army of orcs? None. How many of them have saved the life of the emperor? None. How many of them have killed an inquisitor? None. Emperor's name? What do they do for fun around here, sir? I'm not entirely sure. I'm hoping to find out from Hugh, but I'm betting it's a lot of drinking, probably sex, and then just general depravity. Disgusting. Amen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's see a... I think probably a streetwise, Ryan, for Valentine for looking for bugs. Sure. Can I provide any kind of boost yeah, or assistance absolutely. by accompanying? Absolutely. It's definitely not, uh, again, espionage and stuff like that. Not Atticus's forte, but. No, but I feel like you'd be able an to extra spot, set of eyes. Spot stuff. And um, we're also in the rare circumstance where Valentine doesn't, because we own the property, if there's something he needs to look inside of and we don't have a key. <laughs> we can just break things. These are yeah. your things. Yeah, it's more so um, what I'm really looking for from this role is like how able you are to spot the bugs that people would do on this world when yeah. they take them. And you're looking for this as well, right, Morgan? Sure, yeah. All right, great. So um, who has the higher um, streetwise between Morgan and um, Valentine? I have a cunning of four and one point in streetwise. We have the exact same streetwise. <laughs> so there you go. So... Why don't we say with that, let's upgrade um, one of the one of the die, okay, on the roll, and that can be Morgan's assistance. Wonderful. Um, A boost for Atticus. What's our difficulty? Uh, I'm gonna say difficulty four, only because this place is in such disrepair that yep. it is actually incredibly difficult to see where bugs would 
B because it's none of the logical places exist. You can't be like, I'll check under the lamp. It's like the mm -hmm. lamp is broken and under a table. So it's just, it's not that it's hard. It's more that it's just a lot of debris and garbage. Yep. Um, norm, uh, so I have an Auspex, which can be used for scanning, which normally adds two boosts to perception checks. If I'm using the Auspex to scan for bugs, would we allow that to be added to this? Yes. Cool. And Toby also helping? Also yep. having an Auspex? Okay. Instead of just adding like a million boosts, <laughs> let's just drop the difficulty to three then and okay. count that as the... Okay. And Atticus being the size of a bug, helping <laughs> oh my you know, God. be the size of a bug, think like a bug. And you know what? Eli's mother's maiden name was Auspice. I was going to say, Tyranids so. are often called bugs, and Eli <laughs> hates bugs. True. This is true. And Gideon Kotov is one with the bugs and can tell you. That is Thunder Redwick. Thaddeus Thunderhorn has scanned all of us and knows that there are no bugs. <laughs> How does that contribute? Cora is oh. 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 Cora is dead. Dead. Yes. Cora so is dead. Very is much dead. 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 Cool. Let's roll. Alrighty. Ah, interesting. Four advantage, but one failure. Okay. So you do advantage. find uh you do find bugs, um, but uh, a lot of them are old and and deactive. And honestly, again, Valentine, I think for you, it's a case of, and Morgan for that matter, it's just like find bugs in a garbage dump. And it's like, well, I'm sure there are bugs here. It's just hard to, to determine where. Um, that said, um, the ones that you do find are inactive uh, and have been for some time. Um, but it does give you a sense, I'll say with the advantage, um, you can carry a boost or Ryan, you can assign, I guess, one boost to someone for the next check, or you could have two freebie passes um, just to like, you can either assign one or give away two free ones to just the next two checks. I'll give away two free ones to the yep. next two checks. Great. Um, I will say from the advantage though, the one thing you do understand from your sweep is that if there are this many bugs, chances are there are more. Uh, and it's clearly a society that plays this game. Yep. Uh, Valentine would over the microbead make it clear that bugging is constant we have to assume the house is bugged at all times the only place we can have private conversations is on the ship yep and oh. we have to forbid all like no strangers get on board the ship mm -hmm. somebody goes on board we have to like take the pluck a place apart and put it back together again so we would vastly prefer to not have to get anybody on the ship when we're going to have a fucking party the ship should be in the air because otherwise somebody's going to ask for a goddamn tour who's too important. So just get it the fuck out of here. Let it hang out in orbit if we needed to. Now you understand why the Cloud Palace works the way it does. <laughs> Hello and well met. This is Sister Olianmina. I am recording this communique to humbly ask for your assistance. You need only to go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. For monthly tithes of merely $5, which I am told is an old Terran currency, you'll receive, besides of course, the blessings of the Emperor, which are priceless, you can also get exclusive weekly video communications, keeping you up to date on the inner workings of those behind the scenes who help keep the Inquisition's engines running, so to speak. Join us now at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That is spelled D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and may you always walk in the light of the Emperor.
And then, Eli, you're going to work on uh, <laughs> prepping against boarding actions. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, examining the perimeter of the building, understand any points of ingress, any and basically any weak points um, and mapping out uh, the entire place to know where people can enter and hide, what rooms connect to what. Uh, okay. I would take um, vigilance or perception for this. Uh, I think vigilance. Okay. Wait, what, what, what do you want? Um, I'm going to say difficulty two on this one. Okay. Um, yeah, for reasons that will become apparent once you've rolled. Um, I will give you a boost for, like, the Scooby gang doing a whole, like, bug sweep. Also probably means if there's, like, a very breachable window, like, Valentine's like, hey, that. Or Atticus yeah. is just looking at, like, things could easily be punched through. So you've kind of got loose help from everyone else. Um, you can have your boost for breach actions and just being an expert in the field. Yeah. Um, I will, however, give you a disadvantage for the state a of the setback? place. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. A setback uh, just for the state of the, the building. Again, okay. It's, there's a lot of stuff you could imagine, but, you know, you need a really skilled Fortnite player to just run through here and fucking put the place back together. <laughs> right. Okay. Go ahead. Do we throw the bonus boost in there for Valentine? Oh, Carry yes. Forward. Yes. You can have I, one. She uh, rolled already, go so to we'll the next take person. it for two after. Right. Uh, that is four successes and one advantage. So Well, no we? wonder you didn't want them. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah. So um, the good news um, for you, Eli, is that this place is imminently defend like defensible. Excellent. It is like there are there are weak points for sure, but all of them. Like again, I'm thinking <laughs> this is really dumb. I'm thinking about the there's a mansion um, hideout in Red Dead that's just like you just get a big old mansion and you have to fight your way in. And then eventually, I have to like protect it, mm -hmm. and it's just there are so many like oh, this is a big window that leads into a living room. The living room has one of those half walls that is very easy to hide behind and shoot people coming through the window. Like there's just yeah. lots and lots of those things. So really for breach actions, it's a dream. There's lots of space to move, lots of places to Excellent. fall back to. Um, and because the place is kind of wrecked, you kind of have the freedom to rebuild it to accommodate these sorts of things oh, and to reinforce oh, these, these sorts yes. of things. So um, <laughs> we'll say that uh, safely having identified these spots um, when... Uh, our good pal Hugh comes back and the money is in place that you can like reinforce the building. We're building a fucking maze inside. <laughs> Honestly, you don't have to do much. It is... No, like a good maze. One that we know, but enemies won't. Yeah, but what are I you mean, saying this as Laura or are you saying this to the rest of the party as Eli? Well, I'm, I'm saying it to the skeptical looks around me. <laughs> <laughs> so Laura. So, that's, that's, so, so oh, Laura. Laura. Okay. Well, I'm not going to argue with Laura, but... When this becomes apparent that it's a plan for Eli, there may be responses. Great. Valentine might have some notes. Yeah, just a couple of ideas. You walk in, Eli's just like pouring water on some seeds, be like, this hedge is going to be fucking amazing. Um, What's a hedge? It's available on this planet because it's luxurious. Um, okay, great. So you can reinforce the building um, and you are aware that bugs are, are present. Um, at this point, um, uh, Hugh should be back any minute. He's got like, he tried to get the, the the monitors and things back up and running, but there's just no power to the building. So he's gone off in search of that. Um, however, uh, the walls of the building begin to shake uh, and you can hear uh, sort of like uh, anti-grav um, thrusters as a, uh, a shuttle actually kind of like flies. Uh, it, like You can see it overhead. There's like the lights coming through the slats and the, the broken roof. Um, you're all inside at this point. What do you do? 
oh, Morgan's going to come out front to see what's going on and, yeah. and or meet whoever. Atticus is like soldier instincts kick in of like, <laughs> we've been made. <laughs> We're under yeah. attack. Yeah. Literally, Eli has his combat shotgun out. And Valentine is like, A, horrified you brought the shotgun off of the goddamn ship <laughs> because we're just scared of the property. It's please, compact. Please, pilot, return your combat shotgun to our ship. It is not required for you during this portion of the journey to be armed. My lord, it appears that guests are coming, he says, looking around to mime up the fact there are bugs in here. Let's go greet them, yes? Yes, very good. Excellent. Eli shoves the combat shotgun kind of like in uh, into an umbrella as much as he can <laughs> and like walks into the ship. <laughs> it's like the Terminator with the roses. Yeah. Very clearly a shotgun box. Um, okay, I love that. Um, for lack of a violin case, uh, you put it in an umbrella. Um, so uh, stepping outside, um, there is a very um, sleek looking shuttle. Keeping in mind, of course, with 40K tech, that isn't, you know, Tau. There's, it's got uh, the shell of like almost a um, a prequel Star Wars vehicle where it's all like very slick and very like smooth lines, but it really is like a shell on to almost like, um, you can think of it almost as a, uh, like a crab where it's like the shell is very clean and slick, but under it is all the like the meaty, like large gears and 40K shit that you require to fly. Um, and uh, it is, uh, you can tell that it, this isn't like, um, this is a, a hovercraft of some sort. It can't get extra planetary. It is dolled up to the nines. Um, mm-hmm. It is very gilt. There's a lot of like um, curving golden um, sort of filigree and other things. Um, and there's actually just a bunch of folks in um, uh, sort of shimmering gold jumpsuits rappelling down um, with gear. Uh, and um, you hear one of them yell, all right, lads. Let's get patching. Uh, and immediately um, you hear like uh, like hammering and uh, the sound of, of welding as uh, this weird uh, team uh, begins to fix your roof. Uh, Atticus will say, uh, 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 Rubite, say to the particulars, I'll be in my quarters. Excellent, sir. Excellent. Uh, and Valentine will just circle around to them and say, Hello, excellent. I'm glad you're here to fix the roof. If I could speak with your foreman for a moment. Um, and uh, one of one of them um, just like nods the other one and says, uh, uh, yeah, just keep, make, make make sure you keep going there. I'm, I'm going to go uh, speak to uh, this, this gentleman. Um, and uh, they like push a button and the, the like the, the like arm that they're hanging off of just extends further. So they just awkwardly are kind of dangling um and they drift out a bit further um and are like yep okay um hello uh we're here to to fix the roof hello i thank you for your service to house van houten i was just wondering who sent the gift of this service and the improvement of this roof oh um uh, that would be uh the the lady ballin song the lady ballin song well extend our great gratitude and infinite appreciation to the lady Oh, uh, we'll we, we'll do, sir. Um, she she wanted. Uh, oh, uh, that reminds me. He like tries to unzip his jumpsuit a bit. It's kind of awkward. He manages to get a note. He says, "Um, I was instructed uh, to tell uh, you or your lord, but it would seem he's gone back inside." Um, <clears throat> uh, greetings and welcome home. We are so happy to have you back. We hope that uh, we will see you uh, during the celestial season. All the best, Guinevere. Excellent. I will return with a response if you don't mind taking it back when your work is done. 
And he just like dangles there and he's like, I'm not going anywhere. So yes. Wonderful. And he'll take that letter and go inside uh, the ship, I assume, where you guys went or did you go back into the house? His quarters in the in the house, I think. Okay. Valentine goes into the collapsing house and says, Lord, <laughs> you have received a message from Lady Guinevere Balansong. It requires a response. Perhaps you and your rogue trader companion could craft one. Yes, uh, very good. I'll send it from the ship as the home is not yet in a satisfactory state. Excellent, sir. Come with me. Yes, sir. And Atticus walks out and get boards onto the ship. <laughs> He's like, Valentine's like five feet behind yeah. the whole way. Yeah. Mark is going to. Just as soon as like we're on and like the like the door closes. closes. Yeah. Atticus is like, right, so what what is this then? Yes, we uh we need to write a response to this letter. It appears that someone is giving us a new roof that's undoubtedly full of bugs and will have strings attached. That was what I was worried about. No, this is good. It means we've been noticed already, and by someone who does not seem overtly hostile. I don't know how to deal with folk who are not overtly hostile. That's why we have Morgan. Morgan, if you'd craft a response to this, I will dict- If you dictate it, I'll write it down. <laughs> All right. Morgan is like, oh, man, she's... There's some high society stuff, but... Let's see... What is flowery? Um, <laughs> my dearest Lady Guinevere Ballinsong. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yes. We are so very thankful for your gracious gift that you have given us of this roof. <laughs> does like, does yeah, Valentine yeah, write the question mark Val- at the end of Valentine that? does not write the question mark and he helps make the sense of hair more grammatical. But <laughs> Now he's just throwing her a bone and realizing he maybe should have read this himself. I'm just it's saying, true. you really should have kept that poet from the bar alive. Like, he really would have... Oh, man. They can think it back to him. Yeah. If she's got any of those letters stocked up, we may need those in future. Right, that's true. But we, we are not trying to romance this person. Only be very gracious about what they have done for us. So perhaps we should extend an invitation to them once the repairs are done. You can be the first person to experience our new fancy house. <laughs> All right. So right now it just says, my dear Lady Guinevere, we thank you for the gracious gift of this roof. Perhaps you can be the first person to visit this fancy house. <laughs> is that what we were aiming for? Or does this feel a little bit flat? I don't know. Sounds all right to me. We are going to need revisions on this. Not good off the cuff. Why are we extending a kindness to this person Wait a who is moment. not part of... <laughs> Morgan grabs the paper and goes to Terseus. <laughs> <laughs> um, he takes a look at it and it's like, oh, yes. Um, uh, wait, are we trying to romance this person? No, no, not romance this person, but maybe seem romantic and be very mm. gracious. Use fancy words. Yes, please. You're good at writing. You're Atticus from like down the hall. <laughs> Make me seem interesting. <laughs> Alluring. My greatest challenge awaits. Um, Mysterious. And... <laughs> He's just writing down these adjectives. <laughs> um, all right, so he'll he'll deal with the letter back. Um, <laughs> Terseus de Bergerac returns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's different when you can talk through microbeads. It's not exactly mm-hmm. leaning out of the bushes. It's just like. Oh, yeah, all right. Um, 
Okay, so he will he'll deal with the letter. Um, meanwhile, Eli is like struggling with a shotgun umbrella rack, where it's just like he's trying to put the, the thing in you. You rejoin the party. How are you feeling about not having your trusty gun? I don't like or how I mean, how do we defend against boarding actions without no guns? I mean, are you again? This is Laura. Is Eli saying anything to the I know. group? Um, no, Eli will actually say something. Um, <laughs> that's like, yeah, that was Eli panic brain in Laura's <laughs> voice. Um, uh, uh, Inquisitor, uh, what? We need to be able to defend this house, but if I can't have weapons, are there is there a type of defense that's acceptable to these people that isn't straight up, you know, military guns and. Well, we will need to determine that. One of the things that we will undoubtedly need to do as soon as we can hire a staff for this property is also hire a number of security officers. I fully intend to use Hugh Smiggleton, wrote down the name on his data pad because he can't remember. <laughs> uh, I fully intend to use Hugh Smiggleton to reach out to hire those who would be here for the money, meaning they would not have been sent politically because no one knows we're rich yet. Hire them first, then clear the debts and begin to move forwards. Make ourselves interesting, but hire those that we can trust to be fully capable. How do we know who to trust? We give them no reason to be loyal to anyone else. We pay them an incredible amount of money. And then if something goes wrong, I kill one of them. Perhaps we should kill one of them anyways. To just ensure the rest stay in line. I I could... I, I, well, underst- I, I understand Valentine's <laughs> I understand you'd all like to get back to killing things, but we can't just hire people and then kill them at random, or none of them will trust us and they'll all desert their posts. We'll wait until one of them betrays us in some way and then kill them like a genius. <laughs> and this betrayal here in these parts with these people, that's gonna be inevitable then, eh? Yes, this is a political circumstance. Everyone is here solely for themselves. All right. Can we set a trap for them? For I don't think we need to set a trap for one. Again, our, our goal is to get the Duke to love us. I was trying to say we have security forces in place. Rather than thinking about how we could trap people to figure out who will betray us and kill them, instead, let's figure out how to trap a Duke into loving this perfect specimen of the Emperor's service. He points to Atticus. Atticus smiles. Shows all his teeth, smiling, kind of thing. How do we get him to love that? <laughs> so, uh, at this point, uh, Triseus comes back with a letter. Uh, it is so much better. Like, it is so good, they won't even allow me to say it on air. Um, <laughs> all right, Triseus, thank you. And I want to be clear, you will be writing all of our, our correspondence moving forward. I mean, uh, that's not his voice at all. That's Grimly. Um, <laughs> Grimly, get out. You're not part of this conversation. <laughs> Uh, you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, I did a... You know what? All right. Uh, he's, like, walking past Ked Redwick, who's just, like, sitting there writing his book of poems, who looks up and just goes back to writing quietly. Oh. Um, Ked is growing on me. <laughs> um, and uh, Triseus just says, uh, yes, I mean, in, in a lot of ways, uh, you know, writing uh, correspondence is just like doing good research. So... Okay, so we'll send this off. We have Tiseus here. And then I wonder, we could speak with Gideon Kotov about making patches for the uniforms of anyone we hire to put a bug inside the patch, guaranteeing we can hear any words said by anyone in uniform on our property. Yes. I'll have that organized. 
We're going to bug everything, by the way. Everything all the time. We found them here. It won't even seem suspect. I'll also make sure that he adds something really obvious that they can find and feel smart about. Oh, that's what Grimly, Grimly can make himself useful, monitor all the communications. There'll be times when we can't, when we're busy doing other stuff and that, talking to fancy people. That makes sense. It's too many channels for us to stay on and we have other things to do. Will you also use CAD and that way they can trade off for a 24-hour supervision? We'll have Father Marcellus check in just to keep them both on their toes. Thaddeus Thunderhorn peeks his head around a corner. Thaddeus, you're doing great work. Don't uh, let anyone see you. <laughs> <laughs> and he nods and he says... Yes, this is the correct plan. My hideous visage must not fall upon others eyes. Right, right. Um sir, may I fix your cravat? My what? Oh, uh yeah. He walks up and just like adjusts it slightly and it looks fucking great. He goes, "Hmm." And then he he turns That is how are your sewing skills. Uh and he looks at a kiss's face and then back to you says, "Um well, despite these accursed hands, rather good." Excellent. Thaddeus, you'll be serving as the tailor to this house. So we bring in clothing and it needs to be adjusted. We'll have you do so. Wonderful. I can hide in the shadows away from peering eyes. When the emperor, only the emperor will know my shame. But I shall put my love of him into every thread. Perfect. See, I like what he says. I just don't like the way he looks. <laughs> that makes sense. Because it's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so coming back out uh, from the ship, um, you can see that the the roof patching is uh, is complete. They've done very wow. fast work, um, and uh, the uh, the ship is just kind of hovering there. And there's just the the foreman, um, and he's uh, he's just kind of like floating there, kind of wet now from just sort of floating there in the rain, um, and uh, just twiddling his thumbs, just like resting his thumbs on his chest as he just dangles. Valentine will just return the letter and say, if you would deliver this to your patron, that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you and your fellows for their service. Uh, of course, sir. It's our, it's our pleasure. Um, best of luck with the season and uh, welcome home, I suppose. Thank you. Thank you. Praise House Van Houten. Mm, and puts the thing away and says, uh, 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 of course, best of luck to House Van Houten. Uh, Valentine will take it. Bounce on the way! He just slowly gets raised. As he, he stands there, and it's really the moment is slipping away from him, and eventually his shoulders just kind of stop, and he says, uh, sorry, this takes takes a few minutes. Um, oh, take all the time you need. I'm going to go do other things. Uh, and Valentine exits, <laughs> yep. realizing another part of his plan for building this house in his brain. Well, the ship takes off. Uh, he's still dangling, but like they're slowly rolling him up, but they're, they're not lingering. Great. Valentine basically is just going to go to talk to uh, talk to Father Marcellus because he realizes if they're going to put security guards on the property, they have a perfect old grizzled head of security who served in the military where they could have somebody watch them on a, the basis without it. So it's just like, oh, everybody on the ship yeah. will handle day to day house shit. We got somebody to write the fucking letters. We got somebody to watch security. Somebody can take care of clothes that are here. We can just focus on our own shit. Nailed it. Excellent. Valentine's <laughs> feeling great. Very good. Yes. We have just enough idiots on this boat to keep the whole house <laughs> yeah. running. Great. Um, speaking of idiots, Hugh returns uh, in his carriage, um, and uh, as he as he gets out, he he kind of like looks up, um, and there's just a little little hint of a smile on his face, uh, and you realize the rain has gotten lighter. Uh, it's still happening, but like the sky's a bit lighter, and the the rain is lessening, um, and uh, he just kind of takes that in for a minute, um, and then uh, sees you. It's that like weird 
thing that I only really see in like British period pieces where like someone's like looking around at the sky happily and then see someone's like, oh, I just noticed you're here. <laughs> so he sees you and kind of starts and, and um, quickly rushes over. Um, and he's uh, he's carrying like a portable generator um, and uh, just like got a whole dossier tucked under his arm in, in plastic. You can tell there's a lot of like wax soaked um, or wax coated leather and like plastic sleeves for everything because it's just all rain all the time. Um, so he comes running, uh, sort of running up, up to the house, um, sees uh, uh, Lord Van Houten bows um, and says, uh, 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 sir, um, sir, 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 uh, and uh, says, uh, I've, I've, I've brought a small portable generator. It should be enough to, to get the, the consoles back up and running. Unfortunately, Electrical won't be able to be here until tomorrow which I think actually just means they want to make sure there's money in your account before they do any work. However, I have come from the banking guild. Uh, they were quite surprised uh, to hear that the Van Houten accounts were reopened. Um, but I have a number of documents that will require a signature and uh, also some um, uh, transit information, I believe, uh, unless you, you brought a whole bunch of uh, thrones with you. No, these will be transfer information. This is acceptable. Yes, okay. Uh, I have a lot of paperwork for that. Um, what happened to the roof? It was replaced as a gift from Lady Balancehorn. Oh, Lady Balancong. Hmm. Well, that's very kind of her. Excellent. Now that you've been hired by us, what is the implication of that hmm? It would be really nice to know. Oh, um, well, uh, the Balancongs are incredibly well off. Um, very, very well off. Um, but, uh, and generally uh, very well thought of uh, here in the society, if somewhat jealously by the other houses. Um, they have always had a fairly good run of it. They were one of the first shipwrights here on, on the planet and as a result made uh, made their fortune off of the other houses very, very early on. Um, the tragedy of it, unfortunately, is that uh, Lady Guinevere, who goes by uh, Una to her friends, so if she ever asks you to call her that, that is quite something. It is, is quite well sought after. Um, well, the Lady Balancong, her, her family died uh, tragically in a... Uh, um, a, a just a, a tragic crash um, uh, several months ago. Um, her mother, father, and brother were were all killed quite suddenly. Um, it was a just a, a standard uh, air carriage pileup, um, and uh, well, they they didn't die uh, quickly or well. Um, but uh, nevertheless, uh, uh, Lady Guinevere, who has been known for her an temperament and um, for her uh, generosity seems to continue uh, to do so. It's just, it's a shame to see someone so nice suffer such tragedy, even if she is the most wealthy amongst us. Yes, yes, that would be indeed unfair. However, the Emperor works in mysterious ways. Clearly her generosity surviving shows that she can thrive under adversity, and that is a treasured trait of both the Van Houten House and my lords in particular. That's good. Well, I mean, I'm sure it will also be of Duke Wickstrop, so beware. Oh, she's competition. Oh, yes. All of the heirs are competition. Duke Wickstrop is uh, the last of the royal line uh, who is as yet unmarried. And although some are content to be, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, the on the side, the side piece, as it were, of of uh, the royal house of um of Fitzgerald, um, Duke Wickstorp is the last chance to really cement that legacy, and the remaining major houses that don't have a connection to the royal throne will all be vying for it. Lady Guinevere is right up there. Yes, yes. Uh, quick question before we move on to the specifics of these financial transactions. What do you think are the biggest 
weaknesses that the Duke is looking to shore up with a new alliance. Is his house financially stable? Are they searching for military might? Is he, dare I say, a little bit of a gadabout and maybe looking for something a little bit racier or more exciting? What do you think he is seeking most in a suitor? Um, and he, he kind of looks to you and then, uh, Atticus, are you here for this? I think so, yeah. Um, so he, he looks to you um, as well and says, I, I'm... I'm happy to attempt to answer, but uh, my lord, I, I feel as though I would be speaking out of turn. You have my permission to speak freely on this subject. Uh, thank you, sir. I, I, I will do my best. Um, from what I understand uh, from the Lizardman letters, uh, the Duke is is has been a bit of a a gad. Uh, has been a, a bit of a gad about town, I believe is, is the term. Um, has certainly enjoyed uh, his, his share of, of, of pleasures here on the planet. Um, but it would seem that uh, he's truly looking to settle down. He's looking for something uh, something more real, which is both good and bad news for the society as, well, a lot of people were prepared to make offers exactly like what you're describing, sir, of just, here is a bunch of money, here is a new ship. Um, but it would seem that uh, he requires both uh, some degree of feeling as well as some some pretty sweet boons. So without the boons, I really don't think it's it's going to work. The House of Fitzgerald is is well established, um, if a bit um, how to put this. Uh, there's no polite way. Uh, a bit incestuous. There are a lot of cousins who married cousins, and there is a concern uh, about the the uh, future of the house. So. There is a lot riding on Duke Wixthorpe finding an appropriate match in the off chance that the royal family ever does, you know, go bad, uh, that uh, the, the Duke's heirs would be able to step in. This is generations from now, but one must think ahead in the society. Yes, yes, of course. Do you have any questions, my lord? This is uh, House Fitzgerald. I suppose they do not want... For anything, do they? Uh, not particularly, sir. They've uh, they've ruled this this planet um, almost since its foundation. Mm. And what is it that the Duke currently does for recreation? Um, well, uh, all of the uh, the major events that have been lined up are his favorites uh, because he he has desired the uh, he's expressed desire for a partner who is able to. Um, meet him and match him in, in these these various uh, entertainments. Uh, he loves to hunt, uh, which is, of course, a, a beloved pastime on our planet, as you will recall from, from childhood. Um, he, uh, he he does enjoy a, a, a bit of speed. Uh, he enjoys racing. So, of, of course, we, we will have a race. Uh, and he's also a known dancer, a truly spectacular dancer. So uh, those are sort of his three main interests, and three events have been planned for the various seasons around that, leading, of course, to the, the final gala ball, which isn't really about him. It's kind of about all of society. Um, so those are the, the interests that uh, he has expressed. Um, right. So someone must shine in these areas to, to catch his fancy. I see. And it's my understanding, then, that it's not necessarily what a house can do for House Fitzgerald, given that they want for nothing. Is there more of a desire for personal connection here for the Duke? Yes, yes. Um, house Fitzgerald, uh, over the, the past while, has truly embraced its its position. Um, they've managed to change the atmosphere of the planet, for Emperor's sake. Uh, they, they truly want for no material goods. They do desire connection, I believe, and I... 
I think entertainment, frankly. It has been a while since anything has truly shaken up the society. And the return of a long-lost Van Houten, the arrival of a rogue trader. I mean, if I may continue to speak freely, it's also not outside the realm that a rogue trader could, in fact, catch the Duke's fancy. There is He is a, a man of varied tastes and interests, so... Anything could happen in this particular celestial season. Well, as am I. I have no doubt, sir. And he, like, looks at the power... He's been trying so hard not to look at the power fist. But his <laughs> eyes dart to the power fist. Just because, like, seeing that here on a, like, basically demilitarized planet is, like, very strange. Um, he says, you... you it seems you have lived quite a life, sir. Are you curious, Smiggleton? Uh, uh, sir, I, 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 I do not mean to gawk. It is simply that I've... Well, I've only read about such things in, in, in the serials. Well, would you like me to assuage your curiosity? Um, he pales and he's like, is that... Would I survive that? Would you... Smiggled I do not in. wish to be punched, sir. No, no, no. I'm not threatening you. Any sensation of being threatened entirely on your side. Understood, sir. Do you have questions for me about my arm? Yes. Is it heavy? This episode of The Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter as Eli Sharp, Del Borovic at Del Tastic on Twitter as Morgan Rawls, and our game master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and The Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, and most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn 1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, D&D and Things, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Flea Unit, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Melissa Rain, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia De Los Hoodless, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Modes of thought in Interran literature. Second year classics, 
Harbridge University. Seven years ago, a Chinese military sub accidentally went down in the Pacific Ocean. Turns out, the sub fell smack in front of a gigantic three-sided pyramid in the ruins of what we now call Dark City. This interrin lit class. Seems like there's a lot of debate about it. Legally, I cannot stop you from teaching this class, but I strongly advise that What? You, you know what, if you want to tank your reputation, that's on you. You don't believe a word I say about Antara, right? You're right. I do not believe Antara exists. I need to know. Is it real? You came all the way to China to find out? Okay, everyone, get out right now. Now, Raquel, what the hell are you doing? I'm gonna cut my hand, and you're all gonna feel it. Ow! See? I told you. Modes of Thought in Interran Literature, an audio drama produced by Wolf of the Door Studios. For more information, please visit WLFDR.com.